0: This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet, and uh, with me, as always, producing this, running this show from uh, a cave deep dark in San Jose. I just banged my head on a stalactite. Rick Snyder. Excellent. Uh, You might want to clean that up, because I think those have uh, spider webs, and then who knows? No,
1: but the water that drips off the stalactite is like no minerals in it whatsoever.
0: Well, that's great. You get pure water, but, you know, I've seen this movie, and there's a huge... White, deadly spider that loves to eat Brett Schneider's. That's just this. Oh, wow. Okay. You know how you how you used to have three kids and now you only have one? Wait, I had three. This is why you did. Okay uh don't tell debbie anyway uh so before we get fully into this episode i would like to of course call attention to uh that uh, you can join the conversation by writing in to editor at fanboy that's editor at fanboy or you can follow us on facebook twitter or instagram all three as fanboy planet find us and there's kind of different content on each one as well as the youtube channel but i think every youtube video ends up getting posted on fanboyplanet.com as well but yeah love to hear your feedback also anything that we talk about today i'm not positive that we will, but just in case, if we talk about something that uh, is uh, purchasable and you would like to own it for your very very own and you cannot find it at your local brick and mortar store, uh, we are an Amazon affiliate and there are links on every page, both search boxes and often, when we talk about books in particular, direct links from pages to Amazon and purchases made that way may result in revenue for Fanboy Planet, which we appreciate. Uh, and as part, I was going to get back to joining the conversation. I want to call out that listener Chris Buckley had suggested when we talked about, you know, great runs of comics that we've been enjoying in the last year. And he had suggested Superman. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He suggested Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Wow. Superman Woman of Tomorrow would have been a completely different book. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, uh, I did read. and I, I think it's, uh, it's an eight issue miniseries. And. It is wonderful. So I want to call out, thank you. So this is the point: when when listeners write in and I and I have the time to follow up on suggestions, I, I love discovering something new, and uh, it's a, it was a gorgeous book. So today we are going to talk about uh, Disney Plus in particular. I feel like I've just got. Everything out of D23 on the brain, you know, still, I'm still recovering and so much news coming out. You one, have we got lo- a you have
1: long D23, I think.
0: I did. It was a D2300 days is what it feels like. I mean, we got to, we do have to open that, you know, uh, out of Disney, uh, one of the canniest uh, publicity stunts happened this week that I know or I suspect from your initial Facebook posting you didn't believe was real
1: I had uh, I had my doubts and I, yeah. but I had my hopes too
0: yeah well I I before I ran it on fanboy planet I I did check like variety ran it so nobody's gonna cross variety so it must be real oh if you anybody know, the, if anybody is,
1: would cross variety it would be Ryan Reynolds
0: well, it would be so. Ryan Reynolds uh, announced officially. Hey, I don't even want to say it announced officially because, look, we knew Deadpool <laughs> officially from
1: a sofa in his living room.
0: Yes. Yet yeah, he is a master of social media. Yeah. He and Dwayne Johnson, who have been in a movie together, uh, you know, the two of them just dominate on social media and dropping news and and making impact. So you know, he announced that. Uh, you can see the video for yourself that Deadpool 3 has a date of September 6th, 2024, almost two years from now. And that in the in the tradition of Sean Connery saying he would never put the toupee on again to be James Bond and thus titled his film Never Say Never Again, right? Uh, that uh, Hugh Jackman is going to put on the fake pectoral muscles. No, he's going to work them out. He's really he going to do work- it.
1: Well, he's been working out on Broadway, too, so...
0: Well, yes. Uh, I, somebody commented to me, like, "Do they live? To- Is that the you know the idea that they live together?" <laughs> He's I'm just like, upstairs. <laughs> well, well, I, I got to say, so Ryan Reynolds on Welcome to Wrexham has referenced a few times being in New York and attending soccer games for his daughter. So you got to assume that it's not that they live together. It's just that it's easy on the dark day uh, and Broadway. Uh, I think it was in the Winter Garden Theater with Music Man uh, though it's closing, that, you know, Hugh could come over and they probably shot five or six of these to yeah, push yeah. out over a few days. And But the brilliance of this move was, for a day, this is all nerddom was talking about. And if they had released that news in D23, nobody would have talked about a right. single other thing right, right. in D23. You know, so... Uh, I give credit, and I also got to get credit to that observation from to Stephen Libby from Cinema Blend, which read that and went, "You are absolutely right, Stephen. I was just too busy trying to balance work, and scrambled to go. What? What are they talking about? And uh, so anyway, there's that. And uh, out of uh, D23, you know, Disney Plus is uh, about to launch. We didn't their- actually
1: say what what the video is about.
0: Announcing that Hugh Jackman is going to be in Deadpool 3. Watch the second one. That is the better one. Uh, Uh, The first one's a great, like, ooh, gotcha. But by now everybody knows it by the time you listen. But the second one where they say they're about to describe what's going to happen in Deadpool 3. Well done. Well done. Uh, And I also figured, you know, there are still people getting really bogged down in this. Is this the multiverse? Can anything happen? I'm like, well, yeah. You got to just assume... It's not that, aren't we past this point? Deadpool may be aware that he is in a different universe, but it's like Patrick Stewart being in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It's not the same Xavier we knew, Um, but if you want to acknowledge that Logan happened and it, it, it takes place in 2029, you know, then okay, it's the same Logan. I just doubt it. You yeah. know, I don't think he would interact the same way, but I I, I welcome uh, this opportunity. I was
1: watching the video across the table from Debbie, and she heard she heard them talking, and then the music start, and she asks me, "Did did they did they rickroll you?" And I said, "No, because it's wham." You know,
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, that would have been fun. It's a whammy, or something. if they had rickrolled us,
1: yeah, that would been. If it had been, Rick, been that music, then
0: that we'd say it, it was a hoax. Yeah. Like this would all have been the most elaborate. But Wham
1: thing. gives it that validity. Yeah. Wake me up before you go. Oh, home. I
0: think so. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway, you know, there was there was plenty out of there, but that's that's the big. But D- Disney Plus is about to offer their uh, their tier of commercial supported. So they're going to raise the prices on those of us who have uh, subscribed all along. Although I got to be fair at the last D23 that had happened in person, there was a deal for like three ninety nine dollars a month for three years. So that's what I've been on. So I have to pay a little more. Oh, well, you know, but, uh, do the, I use
1: it more than anything else?
0: Yes. I, well, because they've been very good about parsing out yeah. Marvel and, and Star Wars products. Projects at the same time as they finally figured out they probably shouldn't drop them on the same day, right? For overlap, you know. So uh, that's that's been interesting, but we I do want to talk about streaming services just to, before we get really into Andor, which I think is a, a very different series, and uh, there's some you know people uh, because it's Star Wars, right? People are complaining as well as oh, yeah. as, as adoring it, and. You know, I, I, I'm in that kind of like, I'm really enjoying it. I don't want to call it a door. It's not something where I'm like, oh my gosh, but I really respect the heck out of this show. I
1: think it's one of the best um, best made and best scripted uh, shows in quite a while for Star oh, Wars.
0: No, I, I, I agree with that. I'm saying, you know, I there are shows that I adore because I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. Like, right, you know, Go over to Paramount Plus and say uh, Strange New Worlds and uh lower decks and ghosts which returns this week. I love that sitcom. You know, those are shows that I'm like I got to you know. Andor yeah. was sort of like I was able to wait a couple days before I watched the first three episodes and went, "Okay, cool."
1: Yeah, we'll get into that part, but you want to we wanted yeah. to
0: Yeah. But the other thing I want to say is that uh, you know, HBO Max is continuing its its slide to the bottom and melting <laughs> down and and uh this is the weird news i mean i do want to do say you,
1: do you think that i mean when we look at that it's the corporation is on the slide to the bottom the Are
0: corporation they, is in the effort to make themselves uh look more valuable
1: yeah
0: they have actually lowered their right. value yeah uh, and That's, I, i'm not kidding that is that actually is, the wall street valuation but there's good news so i want to say this is that uh somehow leaked out and nobody noticed that They announced a new cast member for Doom Patrol Season 4. Yeah. So at least that's returning. But here's the thing I was going to say that I I, I do think is going to at least disappoint you because I I believe that I remember you liking this show. It was announced uh, this week that Final Space, not only has it been canceled, but like Batgirl... It's being pulled from all circulation for the tax write down, which means not only will the third season not be ever released on Blu-ray or DVD, it will never, ever, ever be released again. Wow.
1: That's a shame. That's a real, I mean, that's a real F you to um, fans from the corporate office right there.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. And I I can say, uh, you know, I mean, that's been going on at Warner for some time that, you know, you can I can point to somebody that you and I both know who has talked about, like, you know, their show was canceled. And then when they actually visited the office for like some kind of promotional appearance. Right. uh, I hope I've probably given too many clues who it was. Yeah. How everybody was telling them how much they loved the show and were angry that their own company had canceled it, you know? And so this is the, it's just confusing. I mean, again, I could say like, if you don't want to go forward with another season and I'm not a final space fan, that's not my point. It, you know, when I say that it's not, I got nothing against it. I just didn't get into it. But if you want to say not another season, fine, put it on on DVD, let its fans have it. You know, it's this, that it's so, that you can be a creative right now and have your work, not just, you don't get paid for it anymore. Hey, welcome to 70s comics when you're worked for hire, but your work just vanishes forever. Unless, and this is the thing I I think we're going to see resurgence of, and I don't condone it, but I understand it. We're going to see a resurgence of piracy, because, I mean, I was thinking about this and went, well, gee, I wish somebody had recorded, uh, you know, on their tape, uh, you know, a tape. But who's who's recording things and saving them on VHS anymore? You're not saving it on a digital recorder. And oddly the other enough, thing, is,
1: oddly enough, I had the first two seasons of Final Space on my DVR, and I, I got rid of them recently. Making see, space. and
0: there you go. Now they're gone. Yeah. But the other thing is, this is happening on. Amazon, you know, if you've got if you bought something digitally through Apple or Amazon and Warner Brothers now says Warner Brothers Discovery now says uh, the show is not available anymore. Right. The problem with buying things digitally is you're not going to have them anymore. Yeah, they're going to disappear because guess what? If we buy something digitally and put them in our digital library, we are still only really
1: renting renting them. We we've leased it for an indeterminate amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No. That's that's uh, pretty awful. And and they're training people not to buy the DVDs, not to buy the sets because they keep on doing things like uh, what was the last one that? Oh, they just uh, they just revamped Star Trek the Motion Picture, and it's beautiful. Um, but they haven't released the uh, disc of it yet. So everyone's going to.
0: Oh, good. No. I mean, but, it just got pulled from Paramount. I, I think
1: it's it. coming out soon. I think uh, if memory serves, it was going to be available for Christmas time. But um, uh,
0: we'll, we'll confirm that by the time we put this up on a page. Yeah. Because I do want to say uh, on Paramount Plus, I was like going through last uh, a couple of weeks ago, like, uh, what do I want to watch? And then, you know, Paramount Plus has this list of disappearing soon. And the director's cut of Star Trek The Motion picture was there. And I'm like, all right. I literally have not seen, watched this movie since 1979. And I thought, all right, I'm older. I'm not going to say I'm wiser, but my tastes have changed. Maybe I will, you know, enjoy it. And I did. I loved it. Yeah. And so now, did,
1: did you see the one that starts with the enactre, um yes, music yeah. with
0: the prologue music? Yes. The yeah. overture
1: that, that part was just magical for me. I just when I when I sat down to watch that I
0: could have put that on loop, yeah, and gone to sleep by it and woken up in the middle of the night and heard it and reassured you know yeah. it was it, it's beautiful so and I don't remember I I saw it on opening night at Century Twenty Two, I don't remember if they had that,
1: uh, I don't rem- remember either, but at at the Century they were one of the theaters that always played those
0: yeah no I know that's what I'm saying like. I can I I can create a memory of that, but yeah. I don't know if it's true. I yeah. just know I was 13 yeah. going to see this and I was expecting something more along the lines of Star Wars, which I know Paramount was trying right. to position it that way, and that's not what they got. And I no. thought that's the great irony and I think we we are going to pick this up on a later episode. We'll we'll do something more Star Trek oriented, but I just thought there's a fabulous irony in what they did was they, they wanted to compete with star Wars and they brought in a director who some of his best work was about deep emotional connection and suggestion Mm -hmm. because the haunting still stands up as terrifying, you know, and, and nothing really goes on there. It's all shadow and sound and, you know, and, and that's, and that's what Star Trek, the motion picture is, an emotional connection. And yeah. its I'm glad you brought up, because I haven't really, in, in my mind, gone to Amazon or wherever and say, hmm, can I get this on 4K so that I can I can watch this again? Because I think I want to, you know, whereas I've seen Wrath of Khan, I don't know how many times, but many, oh many, many yes. times, you yes. know, yes. but this was only my second time. But let's get to the actual topic today. Yes,
1: definitely. <laughs> Let's hey, let's hey. wind back down that road.
0: Oh, you know, I apologize to the listeners that we've recorded this long after my Adderall wore off. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, Andor, which is interesting, I revisited uh, early this morning. we done with? On.
1: Did we did we mention all the all the uh, oh
0: the service? Ne- we didn't mention issue.
1: there were t- there were two service changes. One is that Epix is turning into. Um, into uh, uh, MGM Plus, and the other one that uh, that um, Stars Play is turning into Lionsgate Lionsgate Plus.
0: And that may still, though. That one I, I read up a little bit on. That may still get sold to something else, you know. And that's yeah. the other problem with these streaming services right now is you know we're heading towards some kind of bundling. It already happens. I do this with Amazon, which is why I find it funny that there's an MGM Plus when uh, Amazon bought MGM. So why do you have it as a separate service? But, you know, I I mean, that's it. I bundle, uh, I bought the AMC Plus bundle so that I have, through my Prime Video, uh, I I get AMC. Uh, because there are shows there that I, I want and in their library that I still have never seen and want to. I get Shudder, which is an endless font of amusement for me, the horror channel. But but obviously not the only horror streaming service you can subscribe to. I get ads for these all the time. I'm like, no, I'm di- I'm tired. Uh, I can't afford to pay for all these, you know, and I get BBC plus, uh, BBC America, which by the way, for shooty, uh, you know, the next doctor Disney's making a play, so the, the doctor who may go to Disney plus now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that we're just going to see this all up in the air. So I don't know that I'm all that excited about, uh, stars becoming Lionsgate being rebranded that way if they're going to sell it to somebody well, else
1: the this the, the quote from from lionsgate was that they still wanted to be they very much want to be associated with stars for some reason which is kind of strange um they've got a new logo the you know they're all pluses right but the, the lionsgate is done in teal and their plus on the right um, arm of the plus is a diagonal cut at the end instead of instead of perpendicular it's, it's much like the deloitte uh, period you know it's it's one of these subtle font things that happen in in uh, mm-hmm. trademarks but mgm is the weird one because um epics uh they they think that moving from epics to mgm the quote there was they want people to have to be able to associate the service with the high quality of motion pictures that MGM has put out over the years. I don't know about you, but when I think MGM motion picture, and it's entirely unfair because like the Bond films are MGM and all these other films are MGM. When I think about MGM, I think Wizard of Oz, you know,
0: hundred percent, which is owned by Warner brothers, because like I said, Amazon owns MGM, but in the eighties, Ted Turner bought the library, and when he merged with Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers owns Wizard of Oz. So, if anywhere, that's going to go on HBO Max until that gets run to the ground. And then suddenly they go, hey, who wants Wizard of Oz? Because that did just happen, by the way, uh, for Amazon with their Rings of Power series. Amazon wanted to be able to offer Lord of the Rings through through Prime Video. So, HBO cut a deal, took it off of their channel, and put it on Prime. So, you know, they're all just... I don't know. I but I'm with you. I do think of MGM as the glory days of MGM were the 30s and 40s. And right. It's funny that you said James Bond, because yes, technically that is true. But I associate James Bond with UA, which doesn't sure. even exist anymore. Right. And and now, but that it, and James Bond is why Amazon bought MGM.
1: The the because other thing about that. The other thing about it is that MGM, you know, they they want you to associate it with. Uh, quality motion pictures the four things that they mentioned are coming to mgm plus are all series not motion pictures so it's like and when i think mgm i think you know like my dad's i think i think turner classic movies i think you know along those lines i'm not thinking epics at least sounds modern it's a little cheesy but it sounds modern
0: yeah, but then the only show, well, I think you were watching Britannia. I don't even know if that one's still on, but the Yeah, but the Britannia, show...
1: Britannia was a, obviously a British show that had already come out. We were getting seasons like a, a year later than they had been yeah. released.
0: So the the only show that really drew my attention to epics has moved to HBO Max, and that is Pennyworth. You know, yeah. Uh, the origin of Batman's Butler. Batman's Butler. Butler. <laughs> I have to say it that way. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. I know I, I hate that because even yeah. when they put that on there with ads ads for the show I'm like it's you know it's just who needs that connection I'm so bothered Hey, yeah. can we get back to them and or because at least we're just a second
1: about it. somebody wanted to speak here.
0: There you go. Let's talk about Andor. Let's. So I looked, as I was about to say, before we started going off into ranting about other streaming services, that I looked back early this morning because I saw a little uh, activity on the page. I had forgotten that Drew Campbell had written for Fanboy Planet a Rogue One shot-by-shot trailer analysis when the trailer for that that movie first dropped. Right, and, and the connection being, of course, just for anybody who may not be a, a huge Star Wars obsessive, that Andor comes from, it's a prequel to a prequel, which I think is funny, that it's the prequel series to that leads into the character, Cassian Andor, of Rogue One. And I just thought, you'll enjoy this prediction, because no one had been named except for Jin Erso. Right. And... When Diego Luna shows up in the trailer, Drew called out, like, you know, this is internet chatter. I don't know if it's true, but I would love it if it were that he's playing a young Biggs Darklighter and put a side-by-side of Diego Luna with the mustache and uh, the actor playing Biggs Darklighter in A New Hope. And I thought, okay, that was a fair but demented analysis by fans (laughs) wanting to make things happen.
1: Wish fulfillment, yeah.
0: Well, you know, I, I but here's the thing. It's like, look, ever since you like wished so hard and I think uh, you know, sold again the the it, one of the two children that have disappeared in your cavern, I think it was just sold so you could to a, a a a gnome so that you could make uh Spider-Man join the Avengers in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Because we thought that was never going to happen and there it was. A worthy so, bargain. So, uh, you know, absolutely. That kid was, was annoying. I vaguely remember them, and it, it, it's just, it's like, I do get it now. You have this fancy, I mean, on a week in which uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, and Hugh Jackman announced that he, after saying never say never, he, you know, after saying he was never going to be, he'd said goodbye to Wolverine, that he was going to be Wolverine again, anything could have happened. And yet, I think what I absolutely, absolutely love about Andor right now. And it's a different vibe. I mean, I agree. With you, oh it's yeah. The best, it's the best written. It's the best shot. It's, uh, you know, but what I love about it is the, is the potential is that it, it fulfills the potential of star Wars as an overall concept, which I admit is a limiting title to be star Wars. And honestly, star Trek allows you to go anywhere. Star Wars kind of limits you to wars um, they've, they've got to figure a way to transition that to some other rebranding. Perhaps they yeah. can call it Epics. That name isn't being used anymore. <laughs> Star Epics. <Epyx>. Star <laughs> Epics. But uh, that this is, I, I i looked at my wife last night and said, wait a minute, we've gone four episodes. Nobody's waved a lightsaber. No one right. said, may the force be with you. There are connections. We know there are characters. that you did have get
1: a- to see a blue kyber crystal.
0: Uh, And we saw we saw a lot of blue food. I I believe there was blue ramen, you know, because in the Star Wars universe, every food is blue, and it's Um, blue. Yeah, I mean, even Grogu eats blue frogs, doesn't he? Or at least that's the toys all come with blue frogs. (laughs) Maybe, and that this is what people, you know, as I love the Mandalorian, but the Mandalorian quickly got sucked into the big super arc of the Skywalker saga. Right. You know, it's still on the edge of it, but look, there's no getting around it. You got lightsabers, you got darksabers, you got, we got trouble right here in River City to bring <laughs> back to Hugh Jackman. And whereas Andor is, this is really it. If you didn't know this was a Star Wars show, this is instead a pseudo science fiction series about a person learning his power as a rebel against an oppressive government. Uh, yeah, yeah. And in these times... We need this series, but you know, it, it,
1: he's well, not it, a yeah.
0: perfect person. He's a problem at, you know, right. a, you know, he's got issues and, and you see a bigger, uh, you know, a viewpoint into a bigger tapestry.
1: He is, he is so much a, a fully formed character. Then I'm going to give you the, the, the relative parallel from the last trilogy. Um, then, um, uh poe dameron i mean poe dameron is is their version of han solo you know the the kind of cocky but we're getting Mm -hmm. a a a brand new character who's not really sure you know he was when he meets the uh the stellan stargard character who we only now know is uh luthan um he he doesn't know what he wants He's, he's, he's just trying to survive. Yeah, he's willing to be set down someplace so he can just start running again. And the the, the, the one line that defines this show is, uh, again, Skarsgård. Skarsgård, um, yes. Uh, he, where he says, um, uh, don't you want to give it all at once for something real? Which is foreshadowing to, of course, Rogue One. But it's 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 gonna be his. Uh, he's he's on a he's on a path to his own end. Yeah, and but it, finding I mean, a reason for and, it.
0: And it gets to me that you know, Rogue One was the film that I remember sitting watching that, and I had my son and and my brother, and it was the first Star Wars movie I'd seen with my brother since Return of the Jedi, uh, and that we sat there and it was like oh, sorry, I hope this isn't spoilers. They're going to die. They're yeah. going to go there. They're actually going to end this movie the way it should end, which is we know there can't be survivors, but that's the cost of war. Yeah, And that has always been my, you know, I mean, it, it, it's the difference. Do you want to make a crowd-pleasing movie that people come back to again and again and again, and and that's why you get... Look for all the criticism. That's why you get Return of the Jedi ending the way it does. Is you know, it, to me that would have been a deeper film if they'd ended with Luke just burning his father's body and giving him that sense of an understanding. Look, there are prices to pay for all of this. No and, fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, and instead, you go to fireworks and nub, nub, da dot da dot da dot, dot, Yeah. And I don't know what the... Yeah. the, the
1: you find out that the, the Wookiees... Not the Wookiees. The uh, Ewoks. Ewoks have the most effective radio station in the galaxy.
0: No, absolutely. <laughs> they, they're they a pirate station. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Which does, you know... Call, this is a, also a show that really brings into into focus for me... An interesting thing that, of course, has always danced to the back of my mind with these kinds of, you know, the Star Wars universe is both at once, strangely, technologically way ahead of us and way behind us at the same time. You know, that their communications are like, this is like black and white TV, Uh, you know, is about the level they've got. And I realize this is a storytelling conceit but I'm going to be ruminating on this for a while is in order for, uh, for the star Wars shows to be enjoyable, there is not an omnipresence of popular culture. And so is there an irony in storytelling to have that in order for things to happen in people's lives, they can't be beholden to pop culture. And we notice this, by being beholden to pop culture, <laughs> you know it's like uh, I, you know, I may just walk away from my entire life at this point when I realize that's that. that oh, I've wasted my life. Uh, that you know, I. But what I mean is, you see an occasional singer. Yeah, I think there's an awareness of books that show up, um, but we don't see television. We don't see them going to plays. We see them going to performances, I guess, from time to time. And well,
1: there is a preponderance of music in the in the in yeah, the, uh, and and that was one thing that Disney really did a wonderful job on with uh, with the uh, the Star Wars land. The name, what is the name of that city? Galaxy's Edge. Oh, Galaxy's uh, Edge. Uh,
0: no, uh, uh, Jakku.
1: Jakku. Is that there's music everywhere, and the, and it changes, and it's not all this, it's not all the same, and you you're hard pressed to find two that are similar because they keep going through these variations. So it it's it's there. They have culture, but they don't have pop culture. They don't have a you know they don't have a culture of celebrity.
0: No, you're right, and I think what it is 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 we're seeing, and I, and maybe that's because these planets are still so far away. But I, I was thinking about. You know, I know uh, he's not a, and he's rightfully because of his own politics, kind of not a popular author anymore. But how Orson Scott Card in the Ender's universe had mm-hmm. established the ansible, you know, the ability right. to communicate across subspace. They they sort of have it, and they don't really have it. But I'm thinking it's almost, and and maybe this also goes to you know George Lucas's original influences because he's looking at science fiction, you know. We have Star Wars because King Features wouldn't let him make Flash Gordon. And so when you think back to technology in the 30s, that's what these communities feel like. Mm -hmm. You gather, you hear live music. It's not, you know, it's not constant. Nobody's got earbuds on. You've got communicators. But even then, you know, they don't have super evolved radio uh, because they're going across planets. But I loved that even the aesthetics of it, and I realized it's part of it, you know, the early Empire, when it's all white and clean, is, it reminded me of THX 1138. And I felt like I was watching a 70s sci-fi dystopian movie when you get into the Empire. And yet it's it's gritty and it's dirty when it gets over to Andor. It's funny
1: because the, the, um, what's the, the main city the capital city uh, that starts with a c um Coruscant Coruscant when when they were zooming in on Coruscant it looks grittier than it does in the later films but once you get inside it's hospital clean and and uh yeah sterile and and white and interesting architecturally and um
0: it's antiseptic yeah and yeah. you know that's uh, that's a hallmark uh, you know they say of um you know well fascism uh that that it's it becomes artistically dead
1: well you have the security guy basically saying what's our job our job is uh to diagnose the disease ahead of the time yeah and and deal with it you know the um that and those guys are amazingly it's that's an amazingly effective group of people to be focused on as far as the uh the bad guys go this time. It's not just the fact that their uniforms are white instead of black, uh, because,
0: which we saw in on rogue one, right? I mean, that, you know, yeah. that's, uh, uh, but
1: we didn't see as that's... much of them as we've seen in, no. in just like two episodes of this. But the, the idea that, um, well, just the, the manipulation and the, not the bureaucratic, but the, the organizational infighting that hap- is happening in those. You got, you have, the fighting within that organization you have the fighting the the individuals trying to survive and doing their own kind of uh desperate fighting i mean the Mon Mothra. wow when when she shows up and you realize what kind of surveillance she's under that's just like so oppressive and then even even her, even dealing with her husband right and well, then that
0: marriage isn't going to last
1: no well he's not going to last i'm <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure of that um But, and then, and then you have the rebels and the rebel base actually felt like what we think of now as a rebel base. You know, they, they could have been in Turkey or Afghanistan or someplace. Um, you know, how many are you? Well, we're seven now. Um, okay. Yeah. The, uh, the idea that, um, the idea that they, they've got all this going at the same time, but, and they're, they're touching on it enough. There's so much churning under the surface of this of this and subtly i mean there's so much subtlety in the filming of it when when scars is putting on yes or, is, or well, is he taking off as or person. taking off yeah his his disguise i'm still not sure what that steaming uh towel was i i at first i thought it was going to be you know he's taking off his face um uh, but, no
0: he's taking off the coloring his, yeah the coloring of his face changed
1: ah okay um But the wig wig that goes on, and uh, first I'm going, does that wig work with his actual hairline? And I go, well, is that his actual hairline? Is he actually? Right. So was he just changing out of multiple costumes? But that sequence is done almost soundless, almost without anything, and it's so damn effective to the point where when he comes, when he's fully dressed, and he does that kind of flip thing with his wrist and his arm, and you go, He's stepped into an entirely new character. He's, 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 uh, this is, this guy is the penultimate, the ultimate spy in the, in the, uh, in the galaxy. Yes. Yeah. I, I was really affected unexpectedly, uh, by the, um, by the Inspector Karn character. hmm. Because, I mean, he starts off and you're just going this guy is right out of Omega house and animal house. You know, he's just, he's, he's a brown nosing manipulative little son of a bitch. Um, but with this episode, I, I, he's, I think he's going to, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious he's going to turn. He's, he's going to jump sides. We're going to get able to see that part of an evolution of a character and how, how it happens. Which which already we know is not going to be easy because we saw the, the reception um, that uh, Andor got when he joined uh, yeah. the rebel band.
0: And um, we've never seen this early in the rebellion. Right. I mean, because this is really, I mean, I guess they're, you know, there's still a Senate, you know, which, I mean... I always but it's to, going
1: away slowly. Yeah.
0: Well, you know that's how it goes. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. disappear overnight. It's like you just get your rights whittled away, and so it's fascinating to see the people that are already recognizing, because as we know historically, and uh, as well, you know, I, I mean, we're we're seeing there is that reality that uh, you know the bullies basically get drawn to this authoritarianism. Yeah. And with that, they feel they get a freedom to act i mean so there you go when when the mindset is, "Oh, this is about freedom, it is about freedom for some people right and it's their my worst freedom. Im- and their worst impulses, yeah, because there's no one putting the brakes on it i Every time I see a movie about Nazi Germany, that's what I keep getting reminded of is that you know casual cruelty, and I realize because there's no one telling them with the strength to tell them to stop. And so, you know, I can very much see that, I think this is like five years before A New Hope, which is when there is a line early on, right? Moff Tarkin walks in and says that the Senate has just been disbanded. And, you know, so we were all in, well, I should say we all, many of us, some of us, were introduced to the Star Wars saga when it was just one movie that, you know, was at the tail end of all this, and this is fascinating. And I, So I would say comparatively that the thing about Andor that surprised me and didn't at the same time, I guess, but I, if I'd thought about it, was this is the first Star Wars series, and I, I, I'll go with it. Is that makes you think. The Mandalorian is great, broad, sweeping strokes. Oh, sure. But it is emotional, it's very black and white, good and evil, and you know it's clear and what dr- brings me it's back a spaghetti to spaghetti western what brings me back to that series is my emotional response and/or is challenging you to think, which is even uh let me be heretical perhaps uh because then it's almost better in that respect than the other films. Two films that also challenged you to think, which was I do think to some extent, The Empire Strikes Back, and yeah. uh, and yeah. uh, the the Last Jedi. And mm-hmm. I know I you know that's just opened a can of hate mail, uh, but uh, but <laughs> I love the the Last Jedi because it absolutely says, put all this away. It's good, it's all there, but you know let's move forward. There are problems with it, but you know still. It's it's a Star Wars film. There are only two Star Wars films in my loose definition between film and movie, and Andor is a series that is this is the true drama. Yeah, you know Mandalorian spaghetti western. Obi Wan was this. I I enjoyed Obi Wan fan service. Did we have any other series? Like I mean, we even lost track of some of 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 the things. Was I am I missing another? Oh, and the book you're you're missing.
1: Uh, solo, the the solo movie. Well, no, 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 no,
0: that was a movie. But I'm saying. Are you talking about uh, the series I'm about the TV the, yeah. series, uh, Book of Boba Fett? Yeah, you know. well,
1: and then you've got. There's been a lot of off the animated stuff, and and. Uh, but they're still. But I mean, I've watched the animated their, stuff.
0: They're all still very much like a boo hiss. It's fine. Right, right.
1: They're they method of storytelling experiments. But I love the fact that your your hate mail comes in cans, um, because you know the one thing I was thinking about with this. They released the first three episodes all at once, which I'm sure it didn't stop the hate mail, but the fact that you got through that first, and it really is a first arc of the story yeah. that that is in that three episodes. If they had just released the first episode, that hate, hate mail would have been, in, it would have been in cans, it would have been in tubs, it would have been big old vats of, you know, just because they would have, it would have been so not not like anything they'd seen before. And then you really had to develop it a little more to go. Oh, I see what they're doing. Yeah, okay. Um,
0: and but, I, well, I don't. I don't think it's though. You know, the it didn't
1: stop it. It'll. it'll but never I'm going to yeah.
0: say the viciousness of the hate mail is not nearly as strong. If I can switch gears, is because at least Cassian Andor is a male.
1: Yeah, but this is this. I think beyond anything else, this is the most diverse cast we've had.
0: Oh, absolutely. I loved seeing that and going like, yes, there's a South Asian representation. There is, right. you know, I, yeah. Which I think Rogue One was as well. You know, I loved seeing that. I mean, you know, yeah, reality, if I may get personal, you know, I married an Asian woman and realized that if we have children, they're going to, you know, I that it was stupid of me to be not, to not understand representation matters until i realized it could directly affect my family and i confess you know that was a weakness on my part but when i walked into uh star trader you know outside of star tours at disneyland and there was a mural with those two asian actors from rogue one i went yeah Oh my God! Thank heavens, an entire generation. And Simu Lu has talked about this uh, as well. You know that when he was growing up, all the franchises he loved, he still couldn't see himself. And you know that's I, I think was Rogue One was really groundbreaking for that. And you know, so I it raises in my estimation every time we I talk about it because you know it's not a loved story because it loved story because it's on its own it definitely had its problems in production if you go back to that original trailer there are many scenes as there are often many scenes that never came made it into the film and you know because they changed their viewpoint on what they wanted to do uh throughout it and you know i i think part of it was the Jin urso would have been um a less likable, but but to me more interesting character in the original draft, and uh, then they they shifted it. And Andor, I mean, I'm not going to downplay it. He is a stone cold killer by the time of Rogue One, right? And not in the way that Han Solo is charmingly, you know, sorry for the mess, tossing a scratching crane.
1: the wall behind himself, and yeah, firing, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. This is no, he is a he he's if I may swear, he's seen some shit. You know, it's like, that's who we meet at, the, at Well, that's how right. we first encountered him. He's no bigs dark lighter, And then, you know, it, <laughs> it's, and then now that we're going to see that evolution and already Diego Luna having to say, you know, once the second season's there, it takes us to row one. I am done playing that character. Like he has to say that to fans and, you know, he's beloved. He's a great actor, but it's also to kind of say like, you're, you realize he died. This Star Wars doesn't have a multiverse. This isn't a different version of the character. Right, right. You know, right. Um, so I appreciate the challenge that's throwing out there because conversely on Disney Plus, uh, you know, then you've got countered uh, that, we, you know, on Wednesdays is our Andor, Thursdays are She-Hulk, a series that absolutely anticipated all its hate mail and built it into the plot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, can can we talk one more thing? We've, we've totally not talked about this so far. And I I love this, uh, this part of it. I won't give it away, but have you noticed this is the Disney has, has done a rebranding of sorts for star Wars in that when you start to watch any of their, any of their star Wars material, First, you get the LucasArts logo, the animated LucasArts logo comes up, and then you get a Star Wars logo that is, flips through a lot of the helmets and stuff.
0: Oh, that's been right? going on since, uh, since yes. the Rise of Skywalker, at least. No, 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 I think it's for television, uh, but it started yeah, with I, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Right,
1: and so the last image now is B2, B2EMO. B two the, the one introduced in this yeah right the 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 droid who uh, I was watching an interview with uh, with uh, um, oh, I forgot who it was but anyway they're they're talking about how that that character it's a it's a it's a puppet it's a yeah it's it's got three people running it but that that is probably the most emotive droid because of the way and Debbie and I were watching and they go it's Wally.
0: Oh, yeah, he, but what he, I he, I also want to shout out I, I can't remember the main puppeteer's name, but he's pup he's puppeteered many of the of the droids and never gotten to act or never gotten to be the voice. And in ah, this, he's let he is the voice.
1: Oh, terrific! So,
0: so he you know because many of us are you know look I I pretty admit I'm waiting for Alan Tudyk to appear again and uh, or to to hear him again. Yeah, yeah, because that droid's coming. But that you know, I, but what I love is I'm also not. They're not just giving me what I think I want. They're giving me a lot more before I get what I said I wanted. And so, hey, Andor is a more challenging series than any other, and I really appreciate that. That's doing it, you know, because it, again, as I said, the Star Wars universe or the galaxy far, far away, if you wish, should be galaxy wide in your ability to tell stories. As much as I'm not the huge, let's default to zombie guy, I would love to see at some point something tackling that virus that was introduced. Oh, the two the, novels? The, the Stormtrooper. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, Disney's darkening, and we know that. Look, you know, because that's the the issue with Deadpool. You're going to see R-rated films on Disney+. Plus. There is no question. And, uh, you know, so I think we're ready as a culture to, you know, you can put the little age gate up, if you will, but there's a lot of room for horror in the Star Wars galaxy, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm waiting for that to happen.
1: Yeah, I, I'd like to see um, the Shakespearean take off though. The, the uh, somebody and somebody are dead. Um,
0: Rosencrantz is good Oh, Tag and Bink are dead.
1: Tag and Bink. I, you know, let's let's get a nice light Star Wars comedy Some, I and mean, well, something all that. lower dexic. No,
0: huh? but yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But you know, that's the thing that I, I'm thinking in both Marvel and Star Wars is once you've got these streaming services, you can explore these different corners. I think the problem we have with a monolithic fandom that we didn't necessarily have when it was comics is, I mean, they, that's raised its ugly head too. But the Marvel Cinematic Universe, anytime it breaks away from what the people that came to it through the movies or TV, anytime it breaks away from that, from what they expected, they think that everything in the Marvel Universe is supposed to be for them. And I think people think that everything in the Star Wars Universe is supposed to be for them. It's what they expect. Like I, I think the book of Boba Fett was like a failed. I got. I think I got what they were trying to do. I didn't need it because we also have another cultural issue. We don't need all this backstory, but but you know, and everybody got excited when the man when uh, Jin showed up, and you know, and then the book of Boba Fett became about the Mandalorian, you know, because oh right. good, that's what we recognized. Obi Wan was that's what we recognized, you know, and so. Yeah, I I, mean, I just, I just feel like if you're a comic book reader, you're used to. I don't buy everything, I don't read everything because you know what? I, I literally yeah, can't. The time. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I can't even tell you what I've read this week. Not much. Um, I'm trying to finish. I'm still trying to finish, which sounds like a bad thing, but I, I, I've got, I've, got, I need to finish, but I accidentally put it aside. Was the late the John Carter novel? because oh, yeah. I want to be ready for the Victory Harbin novel, you know, because I, I you can, I, well, no, I, you know, they, I, if it's a I, saga, I want to read that one in order, you know, but that's, okay. 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 But I understand, you know, on, on top of other things that I want to read and, and you know, so
1: just to, just to, to, to stand up for the editor and the writers of that series, they are entirely, uh, they're entirely consumable on their own. Oh no, no
0: I believe that. It's the, just the, that the, I have the whole. Read them the whole... No, I, I was thinking about that, and I thought, do I really need to? Yes, I want. Well, one because John Carter's my favorite out of all those existing characters. Yeah, but let us not get distracted. Other than John Carter, actually, I can pull this full circle. You know, uh, the whole reason <laughs> the whole reason Flash Gordon exists is because King Features or whoever the original editor was, owner couldn't get the rights to John Carter. Oh, really? So they had Alex Raymond. They hired Alex Raymond to create a John Carter of Mars ripoff. And that's what Flash Gordon is. And Flash Gordon became far more popular. And, and and I'm sorry. I hope that doesn't insult anybody. So And as we said, we have Star Wars because George Lucas wanted to adapt Flash Gordon. And now we have Star Wars, which is far more popular than Flash Gordon was. So, uh, if you want to create, I hope it's not the Zack Snyder ripoff, <laughs> but if you want to create a property off of, you know, because you can't do a Star Wars story, right? chances right. are it could get bigger. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to imagine bigger.
1: Oh, there's, there's, there's a, I have an adjunct to this too, which is kind of like, it's not on our topic, but, um, I was just reading about the double or nothing book, the next uh, of the, um. The James the quote unquote James Bond series. Oh yeah, have you heard about this? No. Um, it's uh, boy, I'm not prepared for this, but the author it's it's a uh, it, she's a published author already. Um, but the kicker for this book is Bond h- is has been missing for at least a year, presumed dead, and so this book is three other double O agents. And I'm not going to go into all the all the points of diversity that are that are touched on in putting this crowd together. But I read the description of the book and the description of the characters and all this other stuff. I said I would read this book if it wasn't trying to pass itself off as a James Bond novel. But and, I think in
0: this world, I think in this culture, you have to. And let's tie it back and wrap up and then, you know, you and I can talk afterwards and people can just wonder what we talked about. There you go. That, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that, of course, James Bond, uh, we're back to the beginning, uh, back to MGM and uh, Amazon owning, buying MGM just so they could have James Bond. And then we don't know who's the, who the next one's going to be for that. But uh, we'll come back to that one later. So uh, I think we've, we've gone longer than... Uh, we, I think we had intended for this conversation I hope you've been following along and enjoying and of course once again uh, if you suggest topics as I've just talked about how I have too much to read but I appreciated taking a, a, a journey to the side to watch super uh, to read Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow and uh, so thank you You know, I wouldn't have if Chris Buckley a listener had not written in and said hey this is my suggestion so write in to editor at com. we've got questions, comments, compliments, criticism whatever commentary please you know i i do appreciate the feedback uh you know i i I try not to bristle uh (laughs) but you know honestly criticism is good uh so anyway uh thank you there join the conversation on facebook on on twitter and on on instagram and you know till next time hey i'm derek mccaw editor-in-chief of fanboy planet
1: and i'm rick brett snyder reminding you to use use your your powers powers for for good